This conversation was one I was so excited to have and to share because this person has been super helpful to me. I have loved going to psychics like ever since I was a teenager. (laughs) And obviously there's been some that, you know, gave like a really good reading. And then there were others that were like, you need to, you know, expel your demons. And if you only give me $200, I'll (laughs) get rid of this curse that's been placed on your family line. And so obviously, you know, there's good ones and bad ones. And it takes a little bit to kind of find your groove and find one that might be a good fit for you. And beyond just getting a reading with a psychic, doing a reading with a medium is a whole different ballgame because that allows you to basically connect with people that are on the other side of life, that, you know, your loved ones that have passed on. And so obviously I'd seen, you know, the TV shows like Hollywood Medium and was always interested in it. And it wasn't until I started reading this book by one of my favorite authors. Her name is Laura Lynn Jackson, and I'll put the link to her books in the show notes. But she kind of writes about her psychic abilities and then her abilities as a medium and how she's used those to really help people heal their grief. And so after reading her book, I was super inspired. I was like, all right, I need to have a reading. And I did my research. I went through this foundation, which we talk about more, and I found Renee Buck, who is the founder of Whispers from the Light. Renee has been a medium, a practicing medium for 15 years now, and it wasn't until her seventh year of training that she started giving readings kind of publicly. She studied with Nancy Strickland through the Spiritualist Church, and she kind of goes through her journey of how she discovered these gifts, you know, what made her start offering this as a service to help people. And she currently gives readings to allow you to connect with loved ones on the other side. So I've had a few readings with Renee. She's so, so great. She's just such a kind soul. And and yeah, just I love her approach to why she does the work that she does. I love her style in doing readings. And she really has turned it into an art where she you know, receives these messages and carefully delivers them so that, you know, while understanding that obviously it's a a very vulnerable experience to, you know, have these readings where you're connecting with someone that has passed on. So I just wanted to record this conversation because, you know, specifically in the chapter that I write about in, I think it's like the Ireland chapter and a couple other chapters, you know, just around my grandparents and, them passing away, I've obviously, you know, being so close to someone and then having them pass on, even when it's expected, you can kind of feel that connection with them still, even after they pass on. And so I've just been very curious about what that is. And I've wanted to explore that. And Renee has been a huge part of that exploration for me. So I'm so excited to share this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And if you want to book a reading with Renee, she's got a bit of a wait list, but I'll share all the details um, of how to get in touch with her in the show notes. So I hope you enjoy this. I'm just so excited to have this conversation, especially because I think 
you know, it's so funny when you were reading the book and the Ireland chapter, how that like resonated with you so much. And I feel like working with you was really helpful to me in like connecting with the other side and, you know, really feeling that, um, yeah, just being able to get messages that I don't think I was able to kind of slow down and get myself kind of thing. So I'm just so excited to talk with you about this because I think um, it's been so helpful to me. (laughs) And it's a huge part of the book too. Yeah. I love that book so much, honestly. I just, I love it. I've told so many people about it. And anyone that is thinking about writing a memoir, I tell them about your book. I'm like, listen, this woman, she, she wrote this, this book and it's just filled with amazing stories and, you know, you should look at it. You should read it. Anybody who's sort of curious about a spiritual journey, I tell them about your book. So, um, thank you. Yeah. It's a, it's really a, a tribute to you and your determination and, um, just so many of the beautiful life lessons that you put through, um, that you've been able to call, I should, I should say, from your experiences and then present back to us. You know, I, I feel like we go through life having lots of great experiences and then not taking the time to reflect on them. And, yeah. you, know, what, you know, what lessons, uh, what lessons they not, hold not just for us but for, for others as well. And... Um, but you've done that, and it's been a it's been a good example for me too. I really, really, really appreciate that. Well, thank you. That means so so much to me. And it's so funny you say that because, I mean, I'll randomly just you know look back at it or go in to find a quote, and I'm like, oh, I wrote that. Oh yeah, that is the lesson. That I, learned. <laughs> <laughs> I, I use it to remind myself because I forget. <laughs> like, oh yeah, I've learned yeah. that, and I should have integrated that um so it's a good reminder (laughs) it is it's good it's good to have it all you know in one place and on paper mm -hmm. um well yeah I really wanted to see you know we can just kind of jump in maybe to some of these questions but obviously you're so gifted and talented to be able to do this and you know offer this service of connecting people to their loved ones, you know, kind of on the other side. So how did you first even realize you had this ability to be able to do that? Ah, you know, that is a, um, I think there's a multi-part answer (laughs) to that. Um, (laughs) So I've been thinking about this, this question. A lot of people ask me that. And um, I, I think that, you know, we are all wired for various talents, you know, like as anyone, as a writer or a musician or um, an engineer or an athlete, you know, we, we have all different gifts and it's a matter of um, finding opportunities to pull them out, you know, to realize, oh, that's in me? Yeah, I just imagine that. Um, mm-hmm. And... And I think for me, one of the as I as I think back on my life, one of the first memories that I have of some kind of an ability that other people didn't have goes back to age four. Um, wow, I know it, it, and I never really thought that much about it until I, as I was older, told people about it, and they were like, "What?" But <laughs> this is when I was age four. I was uh, uh, living in Minnesota. 
and I would go to the corner of our lot. We lived on a corner, actually, and right across from us was a park, a city, a whole city block was a was a park with a playground, and key corner uh, from us, directly way on the other side of the park, was the house of my friend Becky, and um, so I would sit on my corner in lotus style with my thumbs and forefingers connected, close my eyes, and I I had this form of remote viewing. Um, But it wasn't really like I flew up and over to see if she was home. I would, like, move the land, like, turn the park around in a kind of in a half circle and pull her house closer to me. So that I could see if she was playing in her yard. Yeah. Um, And if I saw her, then I would run in and tell mom that Becky was home and could, you know, her mom bring her to the park to play with me. And my mom would be like, how do you know she's home? And I'd be like, I saw her. I saw her. My mom, yeah. I don't, you know, my mom must have thought, I've got this crazy girl, but, you know, but she would oblige me and she would call and Becky would be home and, you know, she'd arrange to send me to the park with one of my siblings. Um, but I remember doing that multiple times, just determined to see, you know, to find Becky at the right time so we could play in the park. And um, and that, that we moved, I want to say, like a year later, and I don't remember ever doing anything like that after after that um hmm. so so that was you know i think my first psychic ability um yeah and then, <laughs> yeah so crazy and then it sort of fast forwards i think to when i'm 12 and 14 when um when my brother and sister died respectively in accidents mm-hmm. and uh they would visit me at night and i you know i would write about it in my in my diary and i i Described it as a dream, but, you know, because I don't think I had any other way to frame it, but it really, they really were spirit visits. Um, and, um, and that, you know, both of my siblings visited me multiple times. And one of, one of the um, visits from my sister I wrote about at length on my blog. So um, if anybody goes to my website, they can search for, Mm, the story of Susie, I think it's called. Um, but the whole point of that visit from her was to to tell me that no matter what I had done, because I was the last one to speak to her, and it was early in the morning, and I, I carried around this guilt that, you know, if I had spoken with her even 30 seconds longer or, you know, told her to leave sooner or something, that she might have survived. But she came mm-hmm. to tell me that, listen, you know, I'm going to lay here right on my bed See the time? It's the same time that I died, and I'm going to die now again <laughs> because that's mm. the time that I that I die, right? So, um, so I had those experiences for a while, and then they kind of went away. Um, although I I knew intuitively that I had telepathic abilities, like, and I think a lot of people do, and a lot of people realize this. If you focus on a friend of yours, and you keep talking to them in your mind saying, call me, call me, call me, call me. They will call you, right? Or, you know, write a letter or do something. And so when I lived in Japan, um, I was about 24, 25. And, you know, those were the days where it was so expensive to 
to call on the phone. So mm-hmm. I was always trying to get people to write me letters, right? <laughs> so mm-hmm. I would just focus on someone. I close my eyes and I'd be like, okay, okay. Now, you know, Jenny or whoever it was that I wanted to write to me, I'd be like envisioning them sitting down, writing me a letter, going to the post office, mailing it, like like literally doing it. And um, inevitably, within a few weeks, I'd get a letter from them. So I, yeah, I know. I just, and we all have this ability. I know that we do. But I don't think we believe it or we don't use it. But um, I was so desperate to get letters that um, that I I would do that. So so I knew I think just through life that I had some kind of a bit psychic ability. Never once really believing that I could be a medium until um, I was early forties, and I was having for a couple of years I'd been having dreams that were coming true, prophetic dreams, and. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I finally got to a point of like, who is who is bringing this information? How am I knowing this information? And who are these people in my dreams? And so um, one of my friends said, you know, maybe you should go to this spiritualist church down the street and mm-hmm. see if someone there can help you understand what those dreams are all about. And I was like, ah, oh, that sounds interesting. I'd never heard of a spiritualist church, but... You know, he said there are mediums there and they bring messages from spirit and, you know, it's it's a really cool place. So I'm like, okay. Um, and so I did. And my first visit there um, during a church service, and I don't know, you know, a lot of people aren't familiar with spiritualist churches. Have you ever been to one? Yeah. No, I've never even heard of one, which I'm shocked oh. by. Um, oh, yeah, what yeah. are they? There's... Um, there's a great one in Santa Barbara. I know that's a little hike from you, but um, mm. that's, I think, the best one around. Um, but a spiritualist church is its kind of like a universalist church um, in that it's sort of all denominations are, are accepted, but um, there's not real strong dogma or creed, but they do believe in um so there's a belief a strong belief in God. Some spiritualist churches are are very um Christian focused. But mm-hmm. the the thing that makes them stand out is that there's a portion of the service dedicated to hands on healing. So that's part of it. It's just sort of head and shoulders healing. Um and then there's about twenty five to thirty minutes or so of messages um from the message minister to the congregation. So a medium um, brings short messages to people in the congregation. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I know. Who knew, right? Such a curious thing. But these churches, they date back to the 1800s. Wow. And they were very, very, spiritualism was very popular in the 1800s. And it came from England and um, came into this country. Um, Abraham Lincoln's wife was a very active spiritualist. She even had seances in the the White House. Um, But anyway, so I went there, and my first time, I think it's, I don't know if it was the first or second time. I think it was the first. But anyway, I got a message from my brother Merle, who had passed when I was 12. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sitting in the back because I I just wanted to observe what was going on and kind of just hide back there. But this medium... Her name was Nancy Strickland. She started describing my brother. Exactly. She wow. described his 
crazy curly hair. She said he looks like he's, you know, a young teen, probably 14. Um, and, uh, and that he passed in an accident with a motorcycle. And she said, it looks like it's blue. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, you know, I raised my hand because that all fit me, you know. And the way that she worked was sort of indirect, meaning that she would, you know, be describing and people would raise their hand and then take it down as it didn't make sense anymore for them. Mm. Um, so I, I, but I didn't really raise my hand until like a little bit later and because <laughs> I just didn't really know what was going on. Anyway, yeah. so I ended up being the last hand up and she said, so she looks at me and she said, so you understand all this? And I said, I do. And she goes, well, he's telling me that he's your brother. And I'm like, yeah. And I was already 40, 41 or something at that point. So to say a 14-year-old is my brother would be, a, you know, like, right. <laughs> yeah, it would, it's an unusual thing, right, that right. only a medium might, <laughs> might understand. And, um, and so she just went on to say these really remarkable things and things that I had to check with my mom about and um, – and it was so amazingly healing for me and for her and for others in my family. It was just incredible. Um, and so I spoke to Nancy um, after church. I think it was the second week after I had validated part of it. And I went back to her and I said, you know, there was a part of that. I don't know if you remember bringing through my brother last week, but there was a part I didn't understand. And this is it. And and uh, and I, you know, I just want to say thank you for my whole family. And so we started chatting, and and um, she asked why I had come to the church, and I said, well, I'm having these dreams that are coming true, and I don't know who's communicating with me. And I, you know, my friend of mine told me about this place, and I just thought I could come here, and maybe find something out about that. And um, so she asked me if I was interested in, you know seeing if I could um, bring my ability into consciousness. And I'm, mm. I said, I don't know what you mean. And she said, well, you're already <laughs> tapping into spirit, you know, in your sleep, but you can do that while you're awake, like mediumship. And I'm like, oh, I said, oh, I don't think I could do that, you know. <laughs> I said, no, I've never done anything like that. And she said, but you know, you're, I, she said, I think you're on the path. And do you, if you'd like to try, I have a circle in my home. I teach mediumship and, um, you know, I don't charge anything. There's just, I just, you know, invite people to try. And if they like it, then they commit and they come every week because the stability of the circle is important. And I said, sure, I'll try. Why not? You know, I'm yeah. a serious type. And, uh, and so that was really the beginning. I went and, Things started coming through right away that were validated as evidence, and so I just hung in there for five years. I learned from her, and um, it was it was really amazing. You know, I mean, mediumship is, I always say it's a, a mix of science and art, right? You know, it's the science mm-hmm. of it is that you're literally reaching through uh, an energetic veil um, and communicating through our, I say, our spirit antenna or our our seventh chakra. Um, but then there's an art to delivering the message um, right. um, so that it's being delivered, you know, compassionately and, and uh, carefully um, and that you're learning how to tap into the various uh, means of receiving information. 
So, um, yeah, so after five years with Nancy, I started my own circle, and I started teaching and um, started doing readings for people. I had been doing readings all along, like on a volunteer basis at the church, but mm-hmm. um, I had never really offered out my services to public. So, yeah. So that's well, I'm so happy you did because you've helped me so much, you know, and I love having the sessions with you and the readings. And it's so interesting that you kind of had these abilities at such a young age and that it just kind of blossomed into this. That's so cool, your journey. And it's so interesting that you've had such a personal experience, you know, with your siblings um, to make mm-hmm. that connection. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's, you know, obviously it's, all part of my life plan, <laughs> um, right. you know, when we we decide the things that we want to accomplish in any particular life. And this was, even though I, there have been times in my life where I've kind of said, you know what, this takes a lot of energy and time, and I just don't know if that's the path I want to go on. And then, you know, something happens. I have a couple of amazing readings right in a row. And I'm like, okay, 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 spirit, I get it. Yeah. You know, I'll I'll keep going. <laughs> right. Um, so you know, it's something that I that my soul has committed to, and um, and it is. It's still every time, every reading, it's kind of a miracle to me <laughs> because totally. I'm in a in a sense really, you know, the bystander. I'm I'm just bringing the stuff through. I'm the vehicle, and um, yeah, just being able to witness that connection is truly um a blessing so yeah Yeah. anyway so yeah that was a long um it was a long answer to uh a short question (laughs) no but it makes so much sense and it's so interesting in my own personal journey with it obviously i had so much grief around losing, you know, particularly my grandparents, that's probably the biggest loss. And it almost feels weird to say that because it's so expected. I mean, they were at the end of their lives. So it's like, of course, that's where we all end up. But having such a strong connection and so much love between, you know, in that relationship, to have that physical presence be gone, you know, it's a a hard thing to come to terms with. And I think... Mm -hmm. I just know personally from having readings with you and getting these messages and just feeling their energy around and knowing like, okay, we can communicate, you know, through you. It's a very healing experience. It just makes it feel like it's, it's not final. You know, it wasn't like, okay, they passed on and that's it. Um, It just shows that it transforms into this other, you know, other way of of connecting I guess yeah exactly and I think the word final is the is the key when you get Mm. to the point of of realizing that it's not the final um you know ending of that relationship but rather just a different form of relationship then it's almost like you know you exhale you know, like you've you've been mm-hmm. holding in that that tightness, that sadness, that anger, whatever is you know connected to your grief, and you just let things melt a little bit and relax and say, okay, you know, so this is how it's going to be. You know, I can can mm-hmm. connect through a medium or I can connect directly, um, 
and I can, you know, I can ask for signs. I can meditate and, you know, and see my loved ones and speak to them. And, you know, so there are a lot of ways that we can, that we can connect. Um, but one of the, one of the helpful things I think about connecting with a medium is that you can also validate your own experiences. Mm, so, yeah. Right? Like if you think, okay, I feel like I'm getting these messages from my loved one. Let's see if that will come through, you know, the medium as well. And um, and that has, that, you know, can be really um, uh, helpful, healing, you know, anxiety reducing when you get that validation. I think so when you have these readings, is it, do you say like, I mean, I think it's kind of right, whoever comes through, comes through, or do you have people request, like, I want to talk to this person specifically, or how does that work? Um, most of the time, I don't know who is, uh, who they want to come through, and I don't ask anybody to tell me. Occasionally, they will volunteer that they really want to connect with a particular person, but mm-hmm. um, spirit does guide. They determine who who is coming through, um, mm-hmm. but I always tell my clients prior to, you know, to be thinking about those loved ones that you want and to invite them and to ask them to work with me. So, you know, if you're doing your homework um, to 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 bring them, then the chances are pretty high that they will come through, um, especially if they have raised their hands to work with you in some way. They want you to know that. They want to be um, understood in this new kind of relationship. So, um, you know, it is fairly unusual that the one that you're seeking doesn't come through. Um, I will occasionally, especially if it's a 30-minute reading, which is pretty short, and there's something very specific that they want to bring through. And, you know, so I'll at the last 10 minutes say, has that person come through yet? And if they haven't, I will ask for like a first name or a birthday um, or something that can help me understand or help me to connect energetically. And then I'll try Mm -hmm. to bring them through that way. Um, Most of the time, you know, that will bring in... Uh, who we're trying to reach, but not always, you know, or it's it's shaky, like that that energy just isn't really available. Um, they're doing mm. something else, you know. We, you know, on the spirit side, we can divide our energies to be in multiple places, but it just means that you are uh, you have a weaker capacity to connect uh, when you do that. You have a fainter um, energy presence, so. Um, yeah. Yeah, that it, makes sense. Uh, I mean, that would make perfect sense. You know, if you're dividing energy, that it would be a little yeah. um, weaker. But but yeah, it's yeah. interesting how that works. I mean, every reading we've had, it's always been the people I want to talk to. <laughs> um, and even sometimes, yeah. you know, other people come through that it's it's interesting how it gets validated after the reading. Like, I might not know exactly who it is at the time, but then within a week or two, it's like, oh, that's who that was. So it's just so interesting how it works. Mm-hmm. I love that when there's um, uh, a later validation or a third-party validation, meaning somebody else has to help you, you know, understand that that's the case um, yeah. or that that was, a, you know, the truth. I, I, had, um, I remember having a reading one time 
it was in, it was at the spiritualist church. So it was just a very short little message. And this medium, um, who was a visiting medium, he didn't know me, but he was bringing through um, a great grandfather Thor. And I'm like, I've never heard of a Thor in my family. I don't, you know, I just said I don't. I don't think that's for me. And he goes, no, I'm pretty sure it's for you. And so, you know, he gave me a, a short message, but because I was kind of trying to say it wasn't mine, he didn't tell me very much. Anyway, that afternoon I called my parents, and my, my mom's like, yeah, I have a grandfather Thor. You didn't know that? You know, like, oh my God. no, I, I didn't. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, the, I guess at any advice to people who are thinking about having a reading is study your mm-hmm. family tree. Or have it mm. present, you know, with you um, so that you will recognize some of the names, you know, and when people pass. And um, because there, when I was first going to the church and getting messages and I, I didn't know my, I didn't know my ancestors very well. Um, and so I started to learn them more through the messages and the confirmation with, with my parents. But um yeah, it's helpful if you know your your people. <laughs> yeah, totally. What um, advice would you give to someone that's, like, very intrigued, interested, but, like, maybe a little has some fear around it or anxiety around, you know, just the process of connecting to the other side? Because I know I've had friends where I've, you know, raved about the experience and said, like, it's so cool, it's amazing, you need to try it. But there's just some people that seem to have a little bit of fear about it. Is there anything you would say to them or is it just kind of wait until you're ready and that fear kind of goes away? <laughs> you know, I guess there are a few things. In some cases it is just, you know, if they just don't believe it at all, then I wouldn't encourage it. Like I wouldn't, right. I would never suggest that somebody buy a reading for someone else who doesn't really believe it because they're going to come to the reading with an attitude and a closed, <laughs> sort of a closed energy. And that's just, right. it's hard to break through that. Um, yeah. But in terms of fear, some people are fearful because they're like, you know, their secrets might be known or whatever those secrets are. Or maybe they had a bad mm-hmm. relationship with someone who passed over and they're afraid that that person is going to come through. Um, and so I think to calm people's worry about that is firstly, you know, if you had a bad relationship once with with someone, once that person's on the other side, they will spend time reviewing their lives. And in that life review, there is an opportunity for 100% empathy in any moment they're reviewing. So, you know, if you were, if your grandmother was reviewing a moment with you, um, she could actually feel exactly what you were feeling in that moment as well. Mm-hmm. So, because that's part of the learning is like looking at our lives and then understanding what the other pe- how everybody around us is responding and reacting to what we're doing or saying. Um, and so, know that when your loved ones come in through a reading they have had that experience so they understand you know what they how they might have hurt you or what they mm-hmm. might have done that was um you know um in some way in a, inappropriate or or harmful or ignorant or you know, like whatever and um and they will often ask for forgiveness and um mm-hmm. and 
you know, for an, an opportunity to to help you um, in return. So, um, you know, there's a there's an opportunity to heal the rift, to heal the the um, you know the hard feelings, and um, and to sort of reboot uh, that relationship on a different level. Uh, so I guess that's one thing I would say. And, and then the other thing is um, when you're selecting a medium is to find someone who's been certified through an organization that, that actually tests, um, tests the medium's ability. So, mm. um, I think that's what I was I, talking about when we got cut off. I'm pretty sure. Did you hear that part when I was talking? I did not. No, I did not. Oh, no. that's how I found you was I was, reading um Laura Lynn Jackson's book like The Light Between Us and she yes. was part of some foundation or organization and I, like I went to find you know I was like oh I want to get a medium reading now and then I came across you and obviously um uh-huh. <laughs> that was definitely but <laughs> yeah exactly um but it's yeah. just so interesting because it's it was like more this like certified process where I was like, okay, I feel comfortable just because it is such a vulnerable experience mm-hmm. and I had never done it before. Um, so that did just make me feel better, I guess. But at this point, I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure that's a, a long process, right. To go through that kind of testing and stuff. You know, it's, um, it wasn't a, well, kind of, I don't know. I, I can describe it to you very very simply. Um, so yeah. the organization that you're talking about is Forever Family Foundation, and mm-hmm. their purpose is to um, to conduct research on the afterlife um, and to help people heal from their grief um, through an understanding, firstly, of the afterlife, but then also being able to connect uh, with loved ones through mediums um, that can bring forth, you know, scientific evidence, right? Right. So, um, so the process uh, for them is first you will apply through, you know, by answering a number of written questions, um, and then if your abilities, your background, your your perspective um, on mediumship is in alignment with theirs, then you're invited to have an interview. Um, and that's about, I don't know, I think it was maybe 30, 30 minutes, 45 minutes or something, an interview with one of their their certified mediums. And then if that uh, is um, passes muster, I guess, then you will be invited to, um, to test. And for me, the test involved, I believe, five back-to-back short readings. The first one was on the phone. Um, and then, and these are these are all with their sitters. We call them sitters. The person receiving the message is a, is a mm. sitter, and these people are are trained to only say you know yes or no, um, or mm. you know not clear, you know, um, wow. or not sure. And so um, there's a short phone reading, and then you do four. Uh, um, it was Skype at the time, Skype readings. And each one was about 10 minutes or 15 minutes, and then they would score you on the accuracy, and then you would just you would you know it, it was like a round robin you know in their in their offices, and then the next person would take a seat and you'd do them, and then the next person would take wow. so there wasn't much time in between, 
Um, so you sort of had to sort of clear and then uh, go to the next. Um, yeah. And then based on your score, you are invited to um, you know be certified by them. But it's only I want to say there's only like 10 to 11 percent of mediums tested um, that they actually certify. Um, wow. So or actually, you know what? I'm not sure if it's if that's the percentage of mediums that apply or mediums that are tested. So mm, I don't know. We'd have to, I'd yeah. have to look that up for sure. But anyway, not not a lot um, of people get through their um, their process, which is a good thing that they're very strict about yeah. it. Yeah, totally. And you're obviously, you know, you've got such a strong gift that it doesn't shock me that you <laughs> got through that. <laughs> but that's well, so nice that they do that, you know, just to kind of make sure it's authentic, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and they are, you know, they continue to, they have an active um, program and are always inviting um, people to apply. Right now they're looking for some bilingual, some Spanish uh, English speakers. Um, mm-hmm. There aren't very many um, of the mediums currently who speak other languages, and so they're trying to expand that. So if you do know anybody, um, that might be uh, a good addition to the Forever Family Foundation uh, group of mediums. Let them know. Yeah, I'll put the link, and I'll also include the link to the blog that you were talking about, um, about your sister, right, wasn't it? Or oh, brother? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I'll put that in the show notes, too, just so it's easy to get to. But, but yeah, I mean, that's such a great foundation. It's so great you're a part of that. And, and yet the work is just so powerful. And I think I remember reading it. I feel like I found it because they were doing readings for, like, parents that have lost children or something. And yes. I was like, wow, that is so beautiful, you know, that they're able to do that for parents because that's a definitely a very hard loss to go through. So. Yes. I, well, yeah. the founders of the organization, um, Fran and Bob Ginsburg, lost a daughter, um, I'm not exactly sure how long ago it, it is, but um, they that mm, journey of theirs, that journey of grief and um, and seeking, is what led them to start this foundation. Uh, wow. So that so that you know mediums could be so that you could weed out the um, the yeah. quality of mediums and um, and to bring more people of science um, into the organization. And, you know, there are a lot of um, professors and um, scientists that engage with them and share their results uh, through their radio shows and um, different webinars and seminars. And so, yeah, but they, they do a lot with parents who have lost children, which is, yeah, Really, yeah. I think if my parents had had that opportunity when, you know, when they lost my my two siblings, it would have been a really good thing because that was really hard, a very very hard thing for them. Yeah, yeah, and it's so. I mean, you kind of have a similar origin story, you know, to go through that loss with your siblings and then end up doing this as part of Mm -hmm. your, you know, multifaceted, multi-talented career. But you know, this is a huge part of that, and that's so beautiful that you're able to give that gift to other people. Yeah, I do. I feel um, amazingly 
lucky and blessed yeah. uh, that I have that I'm on this path and I'm on this road. Still, you know, no one is more surprised than me <laughs> that I am. <laughs> but um, you know, there you go. You know, right. This question might be. I don't know. I mean, obviously, you've had experiences and lessons in, like, your own life and in your readings. Is there anything that, I guess, sticks out that made you be like, okay, I fully know and believe that there's way more to what we can, like, see here, you know, our our five senses in this world and, you know, that there is just this other side of life, you know, on the other side of the veil. Is there anything that comes to mind? I think it's a collective. I think it's all yeah. of it taken together. You know, my experiences as a child when, when they would visit me and, um, and after my mom passed, she, she visited me and, you know, and my brother actually, within the last 10 years, he visited me in the middle of the night. So, mm-hmm. you know, so there's, there's that. And then all of the evidence that comes through in, in readings that I give to others, but also in readings that I've received. Like, it's mm. just, you know, it's always remarkable um, to me what's come through. And so I, you know, I, it's not just believing for me, it's knowing. It's knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that, right. you know, we have a full life after we pass from this world and uh, and we can stay as connected as we want to be to our loved ones here. Um, and I, you know, I think one of the things that's helpful to, for everyone to understand is that, you know, free will is so sacred, right? And Mm -hmm. so spirit is very uh, conscientious about not, um, getting in the way, I guess, of our free will. But if we invite them into our lives, if we say, you know, to our loved ones, like, you know what, I could really use your help with this, <laughs> then <laughs> that opens the door. It gives them the permission. And that's why it's like the power of prayer, really, right? We, when we pray to God or we, we pray, you know, whomever we pray to, we are giving spirit permission to enter our lives and to, you know, to work on our behalf, to help us on our path. And and it works the same with our loved ones. We have to we have to give them, you know, the 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 go ahead, um, very explicitly. And um, and I would say the more clear you can be with them, the better. Because if you're wishy washy about what you want, then then they don't know where they don't know how to help you. You know, like right. be clear. Um, yeah. <laughs> be clear with them. <laughs> I mean, that's all about, we read a lot about manifesting, right? If we're clear, then we can manifest. But mm-hmm. the other piece of that um, process is that there are people on the other side that are helping us to manifest. So being clear about what we want and, and putting out those appeals to our loved ones, you know, that's a really strong formula. Uh, so, you know, give it a I try. Love that. I say to everybody, give it a try, you know. Yeah. And, uh, see what happens. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Is there anything else you would say for people just to start connecting, you know, even in their day-to-day lives with their loved ones, like meditating, I know you mentioned, and asking for help? You know, one of the things that um, 
cheers me is the whole idea of signs, right? Um, mm-hmm. Laurelyn Jackson writes about that in her in her book, um, the the light between us. And also, I think she wrote another book called Signs, which is really about that. But um, I think if if everyone can come up with a very specific sign for their different loved ones um, that is meaningful to you and meaningful to them and just decide that that is your sign and then release it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously tell them that this is the sign I want to use, right? And right. then just release it and then just wait. You know, don't go looking for it everywhere, but just wait until it comes to you. Um, that is always really uplifting, you know my story about the marbles from my brother? Have oh, you read that really, on my blog? I feel like you've told me part of it, but can you... Yeah, that, so that's a real fun one for people to read as well. And not just the, the, um, the blog entry itself, but the comments below um, mm-hmm. are amazing from all over the world. People are, people are searching for spiritual meaning of marbles all over the world. <laughs> and it's such a crazy phenomenon. They find my blog, and then they'll tell their story. They'll add to it. But um, mm. that's so cool that you wrote about your experience, and then were able to connect with all these other people, you know, that have had a yeah. similar sign. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it's really it's the most um, it's the most popular blog post that I've written, and it's the. The one, I think, of all of the search terms where how people find me around the world, it's marbles. Wow. Like, oh, my God. Mar- <laughs> yes. Is it crazy? Yeah, that is. But that's so wild how it's just such a random, you know, object can be yeah. the catalyst to connecting with so many people. Yeah, it really is. That's so yeah. cool. Well, that's one question I wanted to ask you, too, is I know that you were saying that um, you have a bit of a wait list now. So if anyone did want to get a reading with you, what's the best way to do that? Go to your website and and just, yes. you know, request it? Okay. Exactly. So my website is whispersfromthelight.com. And okay. um, they can go to the services page and read about the different kinds of readings that I do. And then go to the um, appointments page and fill out a form and um, submit it. And then I'll get back to them and and get them on the wait list. Right now, it's it's about six months, I think. Um, yeah, before we um, before we actually um, have the reading. But about you know, typically about a month or so prior to, I uh, will write them and and we'll get something scheduled so they're um, so they're on and they have all the information that they need. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, yeah, I can't recommend a reading with you enough. I mean. The ones that had have just been so powerful. And even like some of the messages that came through, you know, it's like months later that it would register and I'd be like, oh, like that thing that Renee was talking about happened. It is, yeah. Well, I have always enjoyed my readings with you because your, your loved ones just come through very clearly and um, and it's very uplifting, you know, the energy around it. It's, you know, it's just it's a great experience for me too. So thank you. I'm glad that you found me. <laughs> and yeah, that you stuck no, with I'm me. So <laughs> totally. And thank you so much too for doing this today. I'm just so, so grateful for all of your time and I'm just, I'm excited to share this. I think it's going to be really helpful um, for people that are just oh. curious about the process. 
Well, thank you. I'm, you know, the more that we can, you know, get out the word about um, the healing power of mediumship, the better. And, and also about, you know, our own ability to connect to spirit, our individual ability to connect to spirit. I think that's the equally, if not more important. And so thank you for this opportunity to let me ramble <laughs> about yeah, all those no. things that are important to me as well. I love, too, that you shared what happened in your childhood because I think that's such a common experience. You know, I know I've had stuff like that, too, where it's like you have these experiences as a kid and then they just get dismissed. And so you think, like, oh, that was just a one-off weird thing. Um, mm-hmm. But then as your life goes on, you can kind of look back and be like, oh, maybe that was actually a gift that I had. Um, so I love that you shared that, too. Yeah. And I think, you know, it is important for everyone to know that, you know, you may, like, there's there's probably a lot of people out there who would be amazing mediums if they just tried. But mm-hmm. the opportunity to find, a, you know, a teacher to work with someone is not, um, is not always present, not always there. But, yeah, I, you know, we're wired for it. So something that people should should check out, should try out if they can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, your gift is amazing. So I'm just so, so grateful for your time. And thank you so much for doing this. I'm really grateful. You're welcome. You're welcome.